Okay, so you were asking me about the retreat a little bit more. What? Yeah, talk to me about. I can take off my shoes. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I got wait. First, I wanted to open up. I got something for you. Oh, thank you. I know we're both big fans of Bukowski. Holy shit! Uh, Strange lunch, by the way. That's how you start the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. So um, I don't know if you've read it. It's one that's not very common. It's just tales, little small poems. Read that. Get back to me. And tell me what you think. That's amazing, bro. This is actually the cool, coolest podcast moment for me right now so far. It, it took 16 episodes to get me this high. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's crazy. Like, I brought the beers, and, yeah. like, and you brought Bukowski, and it just, if you read anything about Bukowski, if anybody's read anything about Bukowski, like, what, like, uh, the, cheers. Oh, well, I'll wait for you. Um, it was all about women and beer. And waking up drunk and working at post offices yeah, and yeah. and fucking and also like the the life of a of a poet and all that shit. Mikowski. I guess don't put the the label on the camera. Yeah. Gotcha. You no advertising or can we get tape on it? Yeah, I got you. Just for good practice sake and people can understand why implicitly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this is amazing. Wow, dude, you just kind of like. I'm glad that we caught this on tape while we did this. Because we were just about to talk about farms where you just blew my mind right now. <laughs> Bukowski was like a, a very big moment in my life for like two, three years. He, he pulled me out of like 20... So 2015, I'm kind of young and dumb, right? Mm-hmm. And, and full was, of cum. And, yeah, young, full, of cum. full of cum. And I was just saying to myself... I need to read more. And I, at the time, I was in between community college and city college. Right. Right? So then, I got you. So then, uh, a friend of mine had Bukowski books, and I did. I saw he wasn't reading them. So I was just like, damn, this also looks interesting. I mean, the title of the book was Women, Post Office, Him and Rise. So I was just like, mm-hmm. man, those are all very good titles. Obviously, wow. I should read at least one of them. Which one did you pick up first? Uh, post office, because he said that was the first one. Okay. So I was like, okay. And it was the smallest, and I was like... Yo, I thought Hamon Rye was the first one. No, Hamon Rye, chronologically... Is this the first one? Is the first one, yeah. Right. But post office is like what he first wrote down okay. and like published. So I was just like, all right, let me read Let me read post office. I, I, I ran through it in like two weeks. I was like, man, this guy's so vulgar, but he's so honest with himself. And he's not afraid to put himself out there. And I was like, damn... I, I want to get there. I know I'm not there. I still don't think I'm there yet to this day. But hopefully, I, you know, one day I get there. He was in his 40s. He was in his 30s. He was ugly as shit. Like, that's... Oh, that's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. That's, like, his whole thing where it's just, like, I'm reaching a point. I'm reaching... Because he talks a little like this. Yeah. I'm reaching a point where I just don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's just, like, I, you know, you know fuck it. He's, he's like, like... It's so sad that I... I'm getting pussy right now, and I he doesn't even care about it either. Like he's yeah. just like, oh, he's he was a wild man, man. What a horrible life. <laughs> what a great joke or whatever. I, I don't normally sit like this, so I'm gonna sit how I normally sit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please get comfortable, however. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I the first time we met, we brought up Bukowski. I don't know how it came out, but like one of us mentioned Bukowski, and then I was just like. Oh, this guy knows the deal. Like, you know, he knows what's up. Yeah, yeah. So I always think about And then you're always posting about him. Like, I see it, and I'm just like, yeah, thank you. Somebody likes Bukowski. Yeah, yeah. No, he brings a certain kind of clarity. 
yeah. to um to society. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just it's like the role of the stranger or the the role of the outcast. You know, the role of somebody who again doesn't care, a yeah. truth teller, a person that will tell it the way they feel it is, and almost like what's also really important about it. Yes, you get some of his resentment towards things but some some of it is also i just don't care like yeah. you've kind of got you've gone through these processes of disappointment rejection resentment um rebellion mm-hmm. moments where you're powerless moments where you have power and, yeah, yeah yeah and then by the time he hits 40 and he writes post office and becomes famous it's like now i have money behind me mm-hmm. oh well he, he actually got money the way that post office came to be was that a, one of his Somebody really liked his writing already, or yeah. he's like, you should write a book, and somebody funded him his to just live. And um, yeah, somebody invested in him, and uh, that's what he that. did. Yeah. yeah, thank God. Yeah, you imagine? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It was the first. It was definitely one of the first authors that I read, and I was just like, okay, I connect. I connect with this author. There has to be more. And I found, I found others, you know, I've definitely found other authors that I really care about. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bukowski is still number one. Yeah. Number yeah. one to me. Yeah. So I share that book with you as, you know, we recently kind of just became friends, you know what I'm saying? That so, shit really matters to me. So uh, this is the start of something. Yeah, man, that shit hit hard. It's like, it hit me like a haymaker just now. In, term, <laughs> in terms of enough, in, 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 the, in the level of meaningfulness, Mm-hmm. Like if you know you you want to live your your life meaningfully, yeah. Like I, I was not expecting that, you know. So like this kind of shows a sign of good things to come within our relationship, but also our community. Because I've been feeling some kind of way lately. Like today's been a really. If you look at my tweets today, there's a lot of like, I I've done a lot of appreciation. Like today I woke up a little sad, man. Like I woke up with a little bit of sorrow, and a little bit of happiness at the same time because I was good. listening to. A, I don't know what happened, what came over me. I guess it's like almost like an anniversary of a friend's passing. Wow. Like I didn't realize it until I realized what I was doing. I was listening to Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club band. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, let me put on the album. And then I put on the album and like the thoughts started rushing, rushing. Okay. you know, like the, the friend passed away maybe two years ago and the relation between me and that friend is, um, it was the Beatles. Like we were in, in we went to John Jay um, oh, okay. together. She was there for only a year. We both had law school aspirations. We both played guitar. And um, we were, I think, both in music class together, I suppose. And um, I think that's where we met. And then we would just talk about the Beatles. Because like, that was our relation, relational thing. She was kind of like a hippie girl and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And um, the way I think of her now, and like the thoughts are still kind of like, I'm still processing the passing, you know? Because she passed away. That's, it's fresh, it's new. Man. Two years, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's still kind of weird, you know? Because you don't really see people that often. You and I, we met maybe one time, maybe twice. September, yeah. We met at, that's uh, just a splash video. The, yeah, which is a great video, check it out. Great video, that splash video, video. Ace Vizzle, YouTube. Who was on that? High Life. High, High Life. Ced. Cedric, Holyfield. Yeah. Just um, go check it out. Go check it out. And is, is, is part of it on Telly Channel or something? I yes, we did. We did release it. So you can see it on Telly Telly Channel. Episode f- as well. Episode four, us being us. You could watch. Whoa. Splash. It's there. Yeah, Cedric wow. had put together like okay. a music video episode. That's what's up. So that's the behind this. Yeah. All right. So now if. Go watch the Splash video, and if you've already seen the Splash video, go check out Telly Channel, um, Us Being Us, Episode 4, yes. Season 2. 
Season two, yeah, this, that's season two. Two, yeah, and that'll show you the making, the almost like the behind the scenes of the splash video. So that's the cool cross created reference. by Yums and Cedric. Yums and Cedric, that's Yums us being Cedric. us. Yeah. yeah, masterminds. Everybody's brilliant, man. I was that all, whole squad is pretty. Brilliant. Everyone's brilliant, bro. Like Indeed. you're brilliant. Like there's a lot going on right now, and I think part of what I'm doing here with Strange Lunch is tying a lot of my city together, you know? Yeah, that's good. I'm fucking you. I'm a, I'm a Uber driver, so I could drive yeah, and pull yeah, up yeah. anywhere, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I, I make it low production, or I wouldn't even call it low production because this phone is almost $1,000. <laughs> and and yeah. I, I like pointing that out to people. Like, no, Your please. phone is like almost $1,000. Your phone is everything. So, like, seriously, you, without even wanting to, have already purchased high quality equipment if you know how to use it all it at this point it's a race to who can use their mind the best in mm -hmm. terms of creating things yeah yeah absolutely you're absolutely right mm -hmm. it's taking what you're given and then making something out of it right so you and i only met one time and this is what i was telling ace on the way over here where it's like you know it's weird and this is why i brought the beers through and everything because it still feels like like even though if it doesn't feel that way because we are in the same friend group mm -hmm. it feels like we know each other already but this action right here, directly, intentionally, intentional to see you, um, it's actually really the first direct action um, connecting with you as a person. And the second time only of knowing you in a party, in a, like, in yeah, a group setting. Exactly. So um, it's still really new and there's still meaning in the, in the first moves. Because exactly. like me to come over here and feel like, oh, we're already cool. It's still not that, even though we do feel like the level's already there yeah. because of the friend group. Because exactly. if, if you know Sed, if you know Ace, we all kind of have like an underlying like understanding of like, yo, we are good people, man. There was, there communal, was a, communal almost. There was a moment where it's like, because like, so there's the squad, right? And then I, I definitely feel like I'm on that outer rim, very, very outer rim, because mm -hmm. I don't hang out with you guys that, like mm -hmm. all that much. Mm -hmm. But there was that moment where uh, me and Seth had did a video, and he, he like I shot it, he edited it, and then we released it. But then like he was like, yo, I'm gonna have the whole squad do this, like release it. Mm -hmm. The amount of love and respect, it's just like it's 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 a lot, you know, and it's amazing. And I told. I think my cousin the other day, I was like, if only that can happen more and more and more, you know what I mean? Like, when someone releases something, we all release it together. We're all one community, like you said. Mm -hmm. So, I definitely feel the love within that squad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you brought a lot of it, which is why, like, I'm not really big on bringing people into my house, you know? Thank it's you. a safety right. zone for me, you know right. what I'm saying? So, I have no problem bringing you in. But you're right, we don't know a lot about each other, which is why I came up with some questions. Holy <laughs> Six questions. Like now, I, I, I do want to say like, this is like the interesting part. Everybody that I've interviewed or I interviewed, but I've collabed, co-created this podcast with. You know, the episode with Key. You, you yeah. were, you were one of the first people. Like, oh, you do a podcast. You, you went through the. I yo, I binged it all in one you, day. You yeah. binged it. Like, all right, let me check this out. Boom. So you studied it. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like you're the first person to be on this podcast that's on the production side of things. So you've like you have a certain I premeditated on the fact that like yo, what could we do? Like this and that. Like I understand mm -hmm. like how a podcast works. I understand your production aesthetic. works. Yeah, how how production works and like how your aesthetic and I was just like it's so crazy cuz you're always going into someone's life so i wanted to go into yours i wanted to flip it up a little that's bit. fair this might be a two-part episode um, episode two because we're just, we're just gonna talk and the 
big signifier of just like how crazy this is since he does video editing can you can you just explain what you do real quick just sure like, all right okay. you introduce yourself to the so to the people? i guess <laughs> my legal name is miguel someone recently called me mig l like krypton and mm -hmm. that kind of fucks with that so i might i might go with that from the rest of my life uh but i'm a, i'm a video producer and content creator more than anything more than a director editor cinematographer gaffer uh everything i do as far as technique wise going into lighting going into cinematography i take from a creation standpoint you know mm -hmm. i don't really think i'm technically good at anything it, it requires a lot of i don't know a big iq that i don't think i have but as far as like leading something or guiding it towards somewhere or creation of like oh i believe this is what it should look like that's all me and i definitely do that now in order to get money i've worked on hundreds of sets now just to kind of like sit there and say like okay oh, i need to have a broad understanding of everything if i'm going to guide and direct and create everything mm -hmm. so i definitely that's that's my heavy background it started in high school started editing wow. um took that took that to new york with me uh, i worked at bad boy entertainment for a little bit bad boy yeah yeah it was it was a summer intern job that kind of turned into like a regular job and then i decided to go back to school basically you know because wow. i was like okay now i've gathered enough information from here and now i want to kind of go forward as far as like really getting into my path and the telly is part of it the telly is like a big step as far as content creation and, and having my own tv channel and, and saying to myself like yo this is this is where i get to collaborate with other people and when they needed a, an answer to a question i have it mm -hmm. and you know and I, i'm really happy with um, season one of the telly which we wrapped at the end of march and so many yeah, people and for the people who don't know what telly is the telly is a instagram tv channel when instagram released igtv we decided me my business partners catherine fauna anthony fiotto who i love very much we all decided hey um let's have our own tv channel on igtv because originally i wanted to do it on facebook mm -hmm. But it required too much manpower, required too much money, too many complications. Mm -hmm. Where Instagram kind of made it very consumer friendly. So I was just like, yo, this is a good time to use it. Mm -hmm. IGTV is still fresh. It's still doing all right. It's not doing like the best it can, mm -hmm. but I think it's getting better day by day. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just decided, yo, let's get together. Let's get other content creators and then let's, let's make something. It doesn't have to be the best thing in the world. But it has to be at least something where we can see the formula, we can see like th what the equation is and how we can perfect it and stuff like that. And um, if you know me, I'm the type of person who's like, it has to be perfect, mm -hmm. right? It has mm -hmm. to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And um, I know where it comes from. That comes definitely comes from a spot of like minorities. We, we don't get many that that many opportunities. So the opportunity that we do get, we have to make sure that we're aiming it somewhere like it's it's the best it can be because mm -hmm. we might not get this chance again but lately i've been i've been kind of accepting that there's success in the failure so even if something doesn't look that great as long as you achieve something and you get to view it from a third person and have other people view it then you actually get to level it up to maybe the perfection that you actually want. You're experimenting. It's on. There's no losses. There's only lessons. Exactly. Like the mindset. Exactly. exactly. And um, it's wild, man. I, I wanted to point out, like how cool it is that you come from 
the bad you're part of the bad boy DNA at this point because like there was this really cool thing that they showed on Twitter like maybe a year ago two years ago where it's yeah. like it showed the family tree of Rockefeller oh shit and then like it basically showed like oh this person was a director here and then was a manager here and mm -hmm. that and then how it branched out and created all these other companies that exist today and how people that worked under a certain like even if you think about it like like oh, like a Yum's uh, Yam. Um, ASAP Yen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he came from, I think the Rockefeller. Oh, like okay. he he worked as an intern at mm -hmm. Rockefeller, and then he was like the blueprint creator for ASAP. You know, yeah, yeah. So yeah, all yeah. that is like being touched by the source of something that created something mind-boggling. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like like Rockefeller, Bad Boy, all these, these people in terms of hip hop, in terms of culture, they entered culture. And changed everything. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and, exactly. and, and then the people that work there are now on the second generation or third generation wave of um, what's going on in culture creation today. And look at where everybody is now, you know, mm -hmm. sports and all kinds of things. I will say, like, working at Bad Boy, there was a, a work, work ethic that was there that I was like, I, my first day I was like, yo, this is heavy. They were asking me to do things that I didn't know how to do, and they were like, figure it out by the end of the day. And I was just like, okay. And I did. Um, mm -hmm. And so part of me was just like, okay, but that's just my work ethic. But no, that was everyone in the office. And the day I finally realized it is when um, Diddy actually showed up. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so because I was an intern, uh, like a videography intern, mm -hmm. what they do is they have you follow Diddy with a camera. Because they, they don't want to miss any word he says. So they mm -hmm. just have someone dedicated to following him, recording him the whole time. And every meeting that he says, then they have all that playback that they can go back to and actually... Game two. Exactly. So I followed him. And I have to be honest, uh, I was never really a big Diddy fan until that moment. Because when I saw him jump back and forth between seven or eight different meetings, not missing a beat having like being respectful to people people coming up to him on the street like did he he's like look i, I want to talk to you but i'm in a meeting this guy deserves my time like i'll eventually come back to this spot at some point later today now it's just like wow that's really respectful you know what i'm saying like he, he really taking time to make sure he handles everyone speaks to everyone because he understands that all that energy is like positive none of it's mm. negative and so even even when he was giving feedback the best feedback he gave that i heard he was just like I love the creation of what you guys did, but I'm not really sure this is what my people need right now. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, well, my community, right? We, we sell Sirocco. My community, like people like where we live, right? You live in Harlem, right? I live here right. in, in Brooklyn. So people in the, those communities, they buy Ciroc, but they're not buying what you're selling right here. And you're, this is false advertising. I'm not really down with that. So wow. let's switch it up. Like he's just, he was, he was so wow. focused. He was so focused. And uh, at that moment, I grew so much respect for him. That's amazing. Yeah. No, that, that, what, what I'm running in my head, I'm just like, the level of sharpening your principles and like integrity of, yeah. of, 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 of like being able to, because like what we do and what like highly successful people do is that they find values and principles and they have it. And some people have it like early in their life and they just sharpen. Some of us discover it over time. Some of us get lost. Mm -hmm. But like values and principles are the codes that you keep within yourself. And all actions come from, from forward from that. I do a Tuesday IG live every Tuesday. Okay. Around 11 a.m. or 11 or 1 p.m. Between that little window, you might catch me. Just wanted to let y'all know. But um, 
11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Well, 11 a.m. or 1 p.m. Or like 1 that's, p.m. That, that, or that's, the, that's the window where you might catch um, me okay. doing live. Because whatever's going on in my life, it's tea time, so bring your cups or bring coffee, okay. water, drink, whatever. Because what I want to eventually do is get everybody to sip whatever they have simultaneously yeah, yeah. at the same time. So, um, all right. So, what I was talking about in that one, something that kind of like slipped out right there was the whole idea is that like okay i don't necessarily have the vision or understand like sometimes i get hallucinations or visions on what it could be yeah but i don't really know or have a set expectation on what it is and i realize that the more that i start to sharpen internal principles Mm -hmm. i can like like my internal map of just what i can lean on like compassion integrity things that like you know, get these words in and really understand them, and let them, let those those principles speak through you yeah. in your actions. You know, respect for one another, compassion. That's what respect. Um, as you start to understand that, and then you start to commit yourself to something over time, mm-hmm. um, it ensures that you get success in your um, your expression. For whatever comes after that, you know, like yeah. so. What I'm saying is that you, you, cre- you create a, in your head like a mental map of what your values, expressions, principles, and perspective is on the world. You sharpen that, and then everything else that you commit to and you put in action, you can come up with the vision in time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's what kind of Diddy got going on, where it's like his values and things that everything that's inside of him and his mental map and what he understands is sharpened and practiced to a point that as he's flowing, he knows he's not going to pour over and fall exactly. out of pocket. Exactly. You know, because he has like an answer for when things, when the equations, you you know, with the way chess players play, they don't play because they learned a bunch of rules. It's because they ran so many simulations yeah. of the game that yeah, they know yeah. what is going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's, it's, They practice chess. Right. They practice like, that's yeah. crazy. So they've seen so many different combinations of moves and what things mean because they've seen the game so many times. You like chess? You play it? I do like chess. I don't. I've, I don't I'm not in the practice of it. Yeah. But like in sixth grade, I got my little third place trophy. Hey. But, hey. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I was really passionate about chess for a while, and I still. There's a really good book, The Art of Learning. Mm-hmm. It's by chess master Josh Waitzkin. And he um, he kind of explains exactly what I just explained a lot, like the the little principles, like understanding that everything falls between chaos and order, you know, yeah, and yeah. then understanding your personal style, other people's personal styles, and mm-hmm. you know sometimes like they say in poker, you don't play the game, you play there's a there's a point where you're not playing the game anymore, you're playing the player, mm. like you're playing who they are. Yeah. Damn, I gotta play poker. I've never I've never played. I've never yeah, played it's, poker. It's exciting. I like, yeah. I like poker. I like poker. I'm not. I don't know. I, I'm not an advocate for gambling, but I have a context for gambling, so I'm not gonna. Okay. Yeah, because like I know a lot of people say, "Oh, I don't like gambling," and it's kind of like almost like yeah. not a political stance, but. No, 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 no. You know what I, I'm saying? Like, I know exactly. Like they don't want to, like just like they don't want to like promote certain behaviors or some shit type of shit. But I'm gonna say that there's a place for it, and it's really awesome, and you, it's a test of who you are as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and it has its use. Going back to what you were saying about, um, like, the kind of like your core values, what Diddy has done, I realized um, I actually lost a friend in the beginning of March. Mm. It was. Michael Nolan it, it was a crazy kind of weekend for me. Um, and so, like, at the end of it, I think, like, a week later, I was saying to myself, 
man, am I always asking the question of who am I? Or am I asking the question of how do I understand who I am? You know? Uh, which I think is totally different things because I have an understanding of who I am. Like, and people tell me, they're like, you know, Miguel, I look at your work from like five years ago and you're in there. You're still the same guy. Like, it's, it's crazy how like you've only just molded the presentation of it, you know what I mean? Versus like, you haven't changed your ideals, like they're all still there, I can see it. So I'm like, damn, so there has to be me understanding me, right? So I bought a journal <laughs> and I wrote, I wrote, I'm starting to write, I guess, the book about understanding me from me to me. So that's just like what I've been doing the last like two months is writing, okay, how do I really feel about, I don't know, patience? Do I have any? Where does it actually come from? And stuff like that. Uh, I've gotten to a point where it's like, I've broken down that the only reason why you should do something is based off of these three reasons, right? Three Miguel reasons, I'm calling them. And it's like, I go through it, and I'm just like, these are the only reasons. And if it goes against your morals, then just don't do it. Because why? Based off of the information I've gotten about myself, it's never led me to any good point. So it's like, I'm just breaking down, I guess, my life for myself. And I know it sounds stupid, maybe, but it's like also for my kids. I just realized, like, God forbid, right? Knock on wood. Something happens to my parents. How well did I actually know them, or did I only know what they gave me based off of like parenting? Mm. You know, I want to know what my dad thought about. I don't know what he actually thought about, like our political climate, like beyond playing the role. Exactly, exactly. Like, how did my dad feel about love? into a certain moment like obviously he's gonna give me the what he gave to my mother but like at what point did he realize oh okay well i don't think my parents love me enough you know or what at what point did he realize oh i might be a selfish lover you know what i mean i wanted to know that journey for him and i want to write it down for my kids so that god forbid anything happens to me they could at least know like no this is who my dad was or something like that. Yeah, that's DNA. That's yeah. another type of DNA. Exactly. You know, like you have genetic DNA and then you have the DNA of your actions here on earth, I would say. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah. The, the, the things that you carry. Like right now, you and I relate on this DNA. There's like the book, yeah. the books we read. Exactly. You know, that's exactly. another type of thing where it's just, yeah. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, I'm ready for questions. All right, yeah, so, yeah, so let's, let's roll. they're they're not they're stupid questions, but there's supposed to be six questions in sixty seconds. Sixty seconds. You want to time it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring out the phone. All right, let's see. <clears throat> and this is cool. This is good because like I'm not very good at being a revealing person of myself. I want to say that because like yeah. like you know for safety reasons online, you know, you have to create that ability to not give too much. Well, you know, so like like I provide a service online, you know, like I and that's how I look at it. When I'm on Instagram, I'm providing a service. Here's a avatar I created and I'm going to second life, right? Yeah, filter myself through the, the hologram that I created for y'all. Mm -hmm. So like you're still gonna get a hint of me, but I'm not gonna talk about myself. I'm not gonna give you like, so this is kind of cool that you're kind of a lot, you're helping, because even I, in this conversation with you right now, I've kind of given already more than I've given in the two years that I've been doing my Instagram work, you know, mm -hmm. my artwork. Um, 
talking about dead friends, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like it, it means a lot to me. Like, it goes into almost like um, my ideals spiritually and like yeah. how I'm sensing things right now. Like, I'm listening to this album and I'm like, yo, this girl is in the grooves of this. If it was in a physical album, if it was physical um, um thing, I could hear her in the track list. Like, I can see like where she and this particular album are like. Like, oh, shit, like, I can hear you, like, there's a song where she's leaving home, you yeah. know, and I'm just like, damn, that's so funny that, like, she had a certain relationship with her parents, you know, and, like, she was, like, a little bit of the rebel out of every, like, she had um, a family that were, both her siblings became cops, mm. and she became a little bit of the delinquent, you know, messing around, gotcha, gotcha. smoking weed, you know, like. So, listening to this album. Yeah, the psychedelic aspect of it. It's crazy, because I've always said this. I think, I think I even mentioned me said that music music is like one art form I feel like you can time travel with. Because you ever put on a song and you're like, man, I feel like I'm back. I had that same feeling. That's basically what you're saying right now is mm -hmm. that this album took you back to this time of like you and this girl's friendship and reminding you of her or is like her embodiment is in it. It's like, yeah. it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's and that's weird. my first experience with that. You know? yeah. Like, I know that I've created that. Like, mm -hmm. um, I've created uh, something that for someone else and then I realized that, oh, that's my dedication to my grandma. These are the two people that have passed in my life. These are the two deaths that probably I would say that I'm carrying around right now. You know, mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of deaths in my life and that's great. Yeah. And I know that more, more is coming. So like right now, I feel like I'm handling these and these are preparing me and kind of like giving me a, an idea of how I'm going to deal with death moving forward. Yeah. You know, so I made the song called Calaveras. Yeah, means uh, skull in like, you know, skull. Yeah, yeah. Memento Mori. Mori. Um, in Spanish. And the whole song is a conversation with the, the dead, the dead talking to the living about like, you know, appreciate life and this yeah. and that. Like we wish to come back and dance and live like y'all, you know, mm -hmm. like this life is not a, a, um, a novella where it's like, this life is not like, you know, it's not to be watching drama, yeah, like, yeah, you know, exactly. like this is life. Um, so that's like my dedication to my grandma and I know I've embedded it there. And then someone else has already, has already DM me like, yo, this reminds me of my grandma's we, awkwardly. Oh, like, I was like, all right then. And then now today, awkwardly enough, I'm listening to Sergeant Pepper and then all of a sudden, um, my friend is like back from the dead in the morning and I, I tweeted this out this morning where it's like yo literally I started off my day with sorrow but reverence and also a little bit of joy of like being reunited with my friend yeah. a past friend and then what's been happening like what's happened throughout the day like having conversations with Ace on the phone talking to my girlfriend uh, meeting another friend because I picked up a piano for for them to move it to another friend's house. So I got oh, to, nice. yeah, that was Aaron in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah. And then um, all of it adding up and coming to this point where you, and you show, like you giving me this book again, it's like a really great friendship beginning. It's like great beginning to a, a fucking friendship. It's like, I couldn't imagine a better um, second encounter. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, so it literally went from the dirt to now. Mm -hmm. To, for me, you know what I'm saying. It's it's been a so, roller coaster of a day. Yeah, well, it, I wouldn't even say a roller coaster. I like to think oh, of it yeah, just yeah, upward. It's, it's just spiral upwards. Spiral upwards. Because I literally started from the dirt, where it's like that's where my friend is right now, yeah. and all. And I don't know if that's that's where their physical body is, but all the way up to like to the living and 
beyond. Right now, this is the beyond to me. This mm -hmm. is like where we're even talking ideas, and this is my favorite part of days whenever I get to like chat with friends and and get into things because like we're smarter than our nine to five jobs allow us to be. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. All right. <laughs> I'm ready for you, man. All right. So, uh, minute. One minute. Here we go. You ready? Ready. Name an African country you would want to live in. Uh, Congo. Congo, okay, good. If you had to kill a Digimon or a Pokemon, which one would you choose? Pokemon. I didn't expect that. <laughs> if you had to marry a president, which one would you marry? A president? This is a sub, because we should have female presidents. Because yeah, now he, can only, he only has to choose guys. So go ahead. Now, I was going to sneak my way through, but then I'm just like, damn, like, who was the president of this club in my college? <laughs> no, no, no. U.S. president, U.S. president. U.S. president? Yeah. Jefferson. Jefferson, okay. TV or movies, which one would you erase from history? TV or movie erase from history? Yeah, which one would you erase? Sheesh. It's either TV or movies. Who? The most important, I don't know, an important one. Something to just offset the course of life. Uh, no, I wouldn't want to do that one. That's malicious. Damn, this is hard. I know. Movie, movie, movie. The Lion King. Damn, okay. Does that mean the new one? The new one's gone too? The one that's about to come out? I haven't seen that one, so I don't know. Okay. The, the old one. You become the opposite sex for a day. Do you hit on your significant other? Does it work? Hell yeah. <laughs> The power, the power to invent the future, fix the past, or control the present, which one do you pick? Fix the future, you said? Uh, invent the future, fix the past, or control the present, which one do you pick? Invent the future. Invent the future. Yeah. Alright. That was a minute 43. Boy, I'll... We'll take it, we'll take yeah, it. That was really off the cuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. that was, I, I wasn't trying to think. You got through the first two, like, real quick. I, I think the one that took me the longest was the movie. No, I think it was the president. The president had you... Really? You shook for a second, yeah. Okay. What made you pick Jefferson? Uh, um, damn, I should have picked Ben Franklin. And that's because they had a lot of hoes. <laughs> but Jefferson wasn't the one. I was like, who's the one with the most hoes? If we get married, <laughs> we can we can both um, we can both relate on we the hoes part. And it's, it's Benjamin Franklin, because Benjamin Franklin would, would be like out in France and just doing yeah, inventing was, shit. That would have been my guy. He was a he was a playboy. That, that, a playboy. That's, that's the one I probably would have chosen. Not Jefferson. He's he's like, he's just on the top of my head because he's the one that I guess to me has been mentioned the most throughout the day mm. of my of my lives. Yeah. Uh, it would have been Ben Franklin with some further thought. Digimon or Pokemon? Pokemon. You po you chose Pokemon. Why? What, what was up? I don't. I I like Digimon. Right. Yeah, like Digimon's a better show. Yeah. They had better characters. They They're, spoke back to you. I, yeah, they spoke back to you, and I guess they had a sense of autonomy that Pokemon. Yes, yeah. they had, but they were they, they still didn't feel like only a, a couple of them had autonomy in Pokemon. Like you know, like Pikachu, right? Like Pikachu was a little rebellious. You yeah. know, Charizard was a little rebellious. Yeah, you know oh, what I'm saying? He was, yeah. You know, you yeah. know, you got you got Squirtle. He was like he had individuality. You yeah. know, like every once in a while you'll find one that like broke free from that but that i guess it's my internal non-respect for things that don't 
get their autonomy. You know, like in no. Digimon, they're talking, they got personality. They, you can see them think. I feel like you can see them think and make decisions on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I just felt like it'd be harder to kill one of those than one of those. And you were confident for the significant other. That if yeah. you hit on her as a girl, you're like, yeah. That's just speaks for itself. I can't I like say that. I can't say anything about that. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's yeah, good. So I'm glad. I'm glad we did those six questions. I wrote them like when you called me earlier. You were like, yo, uh, I'm gonna come through. I was like, okay. I was like, you know what? Let me have these six questions ready. I didn't want to do it off the top of my head. Wow. Mm. Damn, I already feel like this is the whole at least half. What do you think? Has it, has that been already thirty minutes? I don't know. Has it even been recorded? I can't tell. Yeah, no, it's been recorded.